You're listening to Mindful Mums at Crossroads Cafe, a podcast created for mums by mums, helping you navigate the ups and downs of life and better understand yourself and your body. Your mental and emotional health is our utmost priority and we're here to help you make it yours. Megan, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. And welcome to Mindful Mums at Crossroads Cafe. Thank you. Thank you it's, for having me. It's lovely. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I've been following you on Instagram, watching what you're doing, looking at what you're all about. Super inspiring mum. Um, so I can't wait to have a chat with you and, and hear, learn from you, hear the lessons and the experiences um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so just a quick introduction to the podcast. Um, we started out as Crossroads Cafe a couple of years back. There was lots of women that were faced with, you know, being out of the office or out of their day-to-day job in, in the house at home, questioning what they were doing, if they were happy with their um, with their career. And as a coach, I had lots of women coming to me, asking me questions around you know, I'm not happy with where I am. I don't know what I want to do. Um, I want to start a new business. I don't know what that looks like. So that was the reason for starting Crossroads Cafe. It was like we were at this crossroads and we didn't know what way to go. It's evolved a little bit since then. Well, it's evolved quite a bit since then um, because one thing I started to recognise was a lot of these women that were mums were really struggling at the beginning part of that process. So whether that was they were doubting themselves, they didn't have the clarity, Um, They were lacking confidence. You know, they were concerned of what other people might have to say if they was to step out there and do this thing. So we now have developed Mindful Mums, which is all about inspiring mums and helping mums navigate the ups and downs of life so they better manage their thoughts and their emotions and they better understand themselves and their bodies. Yeah. Sound sound good? So important. Yes. Very Very relatable. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yes. I thought that. Yes. That's like when I saw your handle on Instagram, I thought I've got to speak to this woman because I totally felt <laughs> that. Um, so it's great to have you here. Um, and I've, like I said, I've been checking you out a bit and I've, I've heard from you. We've been in contact. I hear and I see that you're you're big into your personal development, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's something, it's funny because, you know, had you asked me this question, even, even three years ago, I would have, I would have probably laughed and said, like, I don't, I don't need self-help books. That's, that's (laughs) ridiculous. That was, that was truly what I thought personal development was, you know, it was, you know, people who, people who had big, big problems, read self-help books. That's what I thought it was. Um, And when I got into my, my wellness accountability coaching, um, I was coached myself and it was really recommended to start personal development. And so I kind of, at the beginning, I was like, okay, well, I like to follow, you know, somebody tells me I should do something, I'm going to do it. And so I started off with, you know, what I like to call some of the, the easier, lighter personal development. So, um, like the Rachel Hollis books, girl, girl, wash your face, girl, stop apologizing. And Mm. it made me realize it's, it's so much more than that. Um, It's not necessarily self-help. It can really just be something to, to pump you up, to make you realize you're capable of, of so much more and that you can, you can, you know, do things that you maybe didn't think were possible or, you know, think outside the box and kind of, you know, force you to to sort of break out of, of your everyday routine and give you that sort of confidence. Um, and so that was how I started. And then I, I'm, I'm, I've always been a good student. I love to learn. So I kind of 
eventually worked my way into things that were anything to help me improve myself in any way, shape or form, whether it was mental health or mm. a skill or, um, you know, a habit. So that's kind of how it's evolved. That's fantastic. And I just want to say, so you're in Canada at the moment, aren't you? You reside am, in Canada. Yes. yes. You got two just boys. Just Ottawa. Two boys. Yeah. Yes. I have a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old. So wow. they are, uh, they keep me, they keep me on my toes. <laughs> they keep you busy. So let yes. me ask, what led you to that coaching in the first place? What was it that, what happened for you to go, right, I need, I want to adopt this coaching, this accountability coaching? So it started out, um, was it after my first? Yes. Yeah, so my first born was about 10 months old. Um, and I had always, my entire life, dabbled I guess um in fitness in some way shape or form not necessarily always with a very healthy perspective for a lot of my life it was you know something I dreaded something I had to do um mm. pre-COVID I, I ended up finding a type of workout that I liked that I actually started teaching classes mm. uh, which was fantastic but then the pandemic happened and that sort of came to an end I wasn't able to teach my classes anymore so mm. I shifted to um to doing workouts from home, which was a mm. huge adjustment, right? When you're teaching a class, mm. you have to show up. That's, yeah. that's ultimate accountability. But when it comes to having to, you know, walk down to your basement and hit play, it's a little bit harder to get yourself to do that. And so I actually myself joined um, an accountability community that sort of um, helps keep you consistent, you know, helps, uh, helps support, you know, helps all the members support one another and staying con consistent provides tips and tricks and so on. And um, that sort of got me into a good routine and I was really liking it. But then I was about to go back to work and I thought, oof, this is this is going to be a, a challenge. I need I need something to keep me accountable. And I'm the type mm. of person I will let myself down a million times over, but I will never let mm. somebody else down. Yeah. And so I thought, well, maybe I should get into this accountability coaching because if I am helping other people stay mm. accountable, I myself better be staying consistent. And so that was kind of how I, uh, I got into it. It was kind of a, it was a selfish, it was a selfish venture at yeah. first more to, to help keep me on track. And then it evolved. And uh, I just really grew to love, love helping people fall in love with the process yeah. rather than dread it, help them realize the mental health benefits that come from, from sort of staying active and, and the ability to do it from home when you have kids, you know, that's, yeah. that's a game changer. You're not trying to find a sitter or yeah. beat traffic. And, and so that was, that was how I ended up there. I love it when you talk about selfish. There's a guy that I, I've done a few webinars with recently, and he talks about this good selfish and how we need to be good selfish because all of us moms yes. do that, right? We're forever saying yes to everybody else, mm -hmm. but we say no to ourselves, not you know physically or verbally say no yeah. to ourselves but we're always putting the things that we want to achieve or the things that we want to do at the back of the list yeah, yeah. and then it's like sure. we're we're trying to um give from an empty cup aren't we because we just yes. so we're pissed off we're pissed off because yes. we've not got any time for ourselves and exactly yeah. exhausted you know yeah. it's uh it starts to feel like a hamster wheel that you just can't you can't get off of and uh it's just it's so so important. I read, I forget where, but it was, the term was unapologetic, unapologetically selfish. Mm. Um, and like, you know, sometimes that, that term gets a little bit of backlash because there are people who will think that that means, you know, neglect your family. And by no means, you know, does that, 
that mean that. It just means you've got to, you know, got to put a little bit of gas in your tank so that you can then take care of take care of everybody else. Otherwise, you know, if you're continually putting yourself on the back burner, at some point, you're going to be forced to take a step Mm -hmm. back, whether it be from burnout or illness or something along those lines. And so if you can just keep putting Mm -hmm. a little bit of gas in that tank, just to keep you keep you going, it's it's so much better. It's so much better for everybody in your family, not just not just the mom, but the whole family. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. And I love that you say that unapologetically selfish, because again, I think as mums, we're we're always looking at other people and thinking if we do too much for ourselves, what are other people going to have to say? Yes. You know, what are other people going to think? You know, who does she think she is type thing? It's that fearing other people's opinions. So we tend Mm -hmm. to try and maybe stick doing as little as we can for ourselves and so much more for everybody else, because we want to be liked. We want to be seen to be doing the right thing right? Yeah. Yeah. Mothers, um, we become martyrs, right? We just Mm. feel the need to take on everybody's burden and do everything for everybody else. And it's society has made it so that if you don't do that, you are a bad mom. And I just think it's, it's such a, a negative, a negative thing that we collectively need to work ourselves out of and, and make it the norm that, that moms take some time to take care of themselves. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. And that's what we're all about. We're all about that encouraging moms to do just that because our mental and our emotional health, I'm always talking, it's not only just our thoughts, it's our feelings. And it's important because if we're feeling rubbish or we're anxious or we're stressed, we're just in a terrible place, aren't we? Sure. We're in a really bad place. Everybody else end up ends up taking the brunt of it, right? I know if I'm mm. I'm feeling particularly anxious or frustrated or angry, I'm I'm quicker to you know react. Mm. I have less mm. patience for my kids, my husband. Mm. You know, I'm I'm a bit angrier to, towards everybody. So mm. this is why it's so important for moms to take care of themselves because everybody else really does benefit. <laughs> I'm sure if you tell husbands everywhere, partners <laughs> everywhere, you know, if you just let. You just let mom have half hour, 45 minutes to herself to do what she wants, whether it's read or exercise, it's everybody's going to be happier. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) The win-win situation. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. I think it's got to be led by us though, right? We've got to take a stand. We've got to be the the stronger, stronger party or the strong party and go, right, this is what I need. And I think that's a huge a huge issue is that as moms, we're so afraid, we tend to not ask for what we want. Mm. We kind of wait for somebody to say, Hey, you know, why don't you go take that 30 minutes? Or why don't you go take mm. um, a spa day or, you know, whatever those things are. And you've got to, you've got to take some initiative yourself. You've got to, mm. you know, you're never just going to find time magically. You have to make it. And that includes asking for help and just, mm making your family aware of what you need to take care of yourself so you can then ultimately take care of them. And I think we've, a lot of us moms are terrible at, at asking for that help. Definitely. Okay. So what would you say? Cause so what I'm hearing, and I love this because it is around this personal development because personal development doesn't, you know, it can be reading a book. It, there, there's so many legs to it, isn't there? When it comes yep. to personal development. Um, and I think sometimes people don't even understand what that term means, do they? They're like, well, what, what no, is that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's true. So, so you, when you talk about personal development, you talk about, it started off with your, um, you reading the Rachel Hollis book. Um, yeah. and then you say you, you've moved in a little bit more to what you would class as maybe a bit more difficult personal development. Just tell me what that looks like for you. 
what that so is. So it's usually by that. related to um, dealing with any any issues I'm I'm living through at an, a given point in time. So I'll try to find books that are less, you know, I call the Rachel, the Rachel Hollis books a bit more of a like rah, 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 you know, pump, pump everybody up type books. And I've shifted a bit more towards ones that will teach me either how to do something. So a lot of books, I love, I love habits. I love routine. I love organization. So trying to improve those skills. So for example, like atomic habits, um, but also ones that are a bit more along sort of the psychotherapy line in terms of addressing um, just like I suffer from anxiety, um, perfectionism. And so just sort of finding out what the root cause of those things can be and learning how to cope with them, learning how to manage them. Um, So sort of some books more along that that line. And I call those sort of the more difficult books because it's uncomfortable. Those are uncomfortable things to have to talk about. A lot of people are ashamed to talk about it or difficult things to actually work through. Um, So that's kind of part of it. And the other thing that I would say I consider personal development is therapy. I truly believe everybody should have therapy. Um, you know, whether, you know, you seem relatively in a good space or not, I think there's always a benefit to having a a conversation with somebody who's completely unbiased and has no link or relationship to anybody in your life. You can really get that unbiased opinion or just, just to even talk things through. So I find that's a, I think that's a huge, a huge type of personal development that that everybody should do <laughs> yeah no I agree with you I agree with you um, and I love what you say with regards to to just you know books if if, if someone's thinking I want to get out of this state of panic or anxiety or fear or worry and they don't know where to start it can just be going out and grabbing a book get a book yeah that you yep. know that you can sit down and you can spend five ten minutes before you go to bed reading that's just mm-hmm. going to help you understand you a bit better yep. um because I, I think that's what therapy does as well, right? When you're out there yeah. and you're speaking and you're getting everything, all those suppressed emotions or, you know, trauma that we've had in our past that's been suppressed because we haven't spoke about it, we haven't released it as such. Mm-hmm. That all comes back to play havoc with our life, right? Of course, for sure, for sure. Um, sometimes just, you know, you ultimately, I find sometimes in my my sessions, I'll, I'll actually talk things out myself. I will solve my own problem, but it's just a matter of, you know, spitballing with with yeah. my therapist and it kind of works it all it works itself out yeah so what would you say are some of your biggest lessons to date being a mom doing I know you say you, you work from time um you've got your, your accountability coaching business on the side we're going to talk a little bit about that um what would you say are some of the the biggest lessons that you you've experienced to date that you can share with other moms? say it for me it definitely has to do with perfectionism I um too I'm terrible at saying no uh mm-hmm. whether I want to do something or not I don't like to let people down so I will always say yes I will feel that I have to do everything and I have to do everything 110 percent and mm-hmm. on time and so on and so forth and so that actually becomes it's paralyzing right mm-hmm. it can be so paralyzing when it becomes an overwhelming feeling and so mm-hmm. Um, with being so busy, I had to learn to kind of not everything has to be done right now. You know, mm-hmm. you can have, you can have goals, you can have aspirations, you can, you can want your house to be tidy, you can maybe not want your house to be tidy, you know, all of those things, you can have it all just not necessarily at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking yes. about this this morning, actually, on the way home from daycare, 
I used to interpret that expression. You can, you can have it all, just not at the same time to mean you can have it all in your lifetime, just not at the same time. So while you're a mom, it should be a hundred percent mom. If you have career goals or, you know, entrepreneurial goals or so on and so forth, that has to come later in life after your kids. And I listened to this, um, a speech that Shonda Rhimes made at a university commencement. And she referenced that expression, you can have it all, just not at the same time. But that actually applies minute to minute, day to day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can find a way to balance it all. Um, you just can't be 100% at every given thing at the mm-hmm. same time. So today, yes. yeah. maybe you're 100%, 110% fantastic mom. Tomorrow, you know, maybe... Mm-hmm the kids had hot dogs for supper because you had a huge deadline at work. So you can have it all. It's just a day-to-day juggling act and that's okay. Yes, Uh, I I love that. Get in this perfectionist mindset where it's like, I have to be the perfect mom. My kids, you know, everything has to be perfect. They are only going to eat carrots and they're never going to watch their iPads and so on and so forth. (laughs) And it's like, it's okay. Hey, every day is a balancing act. And, you know, as you're juggling it, some things, some things will, you know, slip through the cracks slip through the cracks and that's okay. I love that um, and I think that. that's a huge thing I had to learn that, you know, not everything has to be a hundred percent perfect every single day. Cause it all kind of works out in the wash. You know, if you think of it over the course of a week, a month, a year, mm. a couple bad days aren't going to be the end of the world. So that was a huge thing yeah. I had to I had to come to terms with really as a perfectionist that it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that yeah. at the very end, because that's what was going on in my head. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and it leads, doesn't it? The perfectionism certainly is linked to anxiety. For sure. Um, Absolutely. And that definitely increases the anxiety. Um, and it's, there's that guilt then, isn't there? It's like, if you're that way inclined to, to want to get everything right. And, you know, I do love a list. And it is, it does feel really rewarding once you get everything off of that list, mm-hmm. but then you could go back over that list and go, yeah, I did that, but I didn't do it maybe to the best of my ability, yeah. or I did that, but yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't present when I was doing that. I was also doing exactly. that. So you're picking faults in everything, yes. constantly Absolutely. putting yourself down, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a vicious circle in a way. And I, I it's, uh, and it's, you know, that's actually a perfect example of something. There's probably a personal development podcast or book or something mm. out there that would help with those different things. There's always something you can do to learn or improve or learn how to cope yes. um, with those types of things. And especially the list thing made me laugh. I'm, um, I am obsessed with lists. I love lists. My lists have lists and they have lists, but again, it's a vicious, it's a vicious circle because you can go to bed at night or you cannot go to bed at night because you haven't finished your list and you get in this Mm. sort of mindset where, you know, I can't rest until it's all done. Mm. Um, but there's always going to be something on that list. And so you have to learn to find a cutoff point and everything else can wait till tomorrow so it's a it's a hard uh, it's a hard balance to strike as as a perfectionist as somebody that struggles with anxiety I find the more anxious I get I feel the need to get more done it's like I'm trying to calm my anxiety by being more productive but that's also making me more anxious because I don't have Mm. enough time (laughs) and then it's just such a vicious vicious circle yeah I hear you there's a great guy and I'm trying to think who who it was I read his book and he's he talks about scrappy being the new perfect so that's one thing I'm forever reminding myself now actually and when I say scrappy I don't mean it being a mess but I mean just being authentic just being who you are because 
we're not perfect nothing's no. ever perfect um and I think if we can embrace our uniqueness and actually go yeah I'm good at that but maybe I'm not so good at that yeah. or I can do that quite well but you know I struggle with that um yeah that's okay absolutely that's okay absolutely yeah and yeah. that that made me think too like and I, I I'm fully aware not everybody you know has this capability it's a luxury but outsourcing what you can like you don't have mm. to do it all I think mom's um, either within relationships or just in terms of, of hired help, either, mm. or we feel this need that we have to mm. do everything because we do it better. We mm. do it right. Nobody mm. else can possibly do it right. Um, and sure, you know, my, my point of view is usually, yeah, I do do it. I do do it better, but that doesn't mean I have to be the one to do it. You know, it's yeah. okay to either mm. ask for help if you're able to, it's okay to hire help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, whatever fits in your situation. And, and then you can focus your energy a bit more on a, the things you're really good at mm-hmm. also the things you actually enjoy, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. because you have to, I think, especially as moms, we get so many people get consumed with motherhood and forget, forget that they are an individual, mm-hmm. uh, a person, mm-hmm. you know, aside from being a mom, I think, mm-hmm. um, and it's because I think a lot of the time it's because of time issue, right? And there's not mm. as much time to take care of ourselves or do the things we love. And so it's it's mm. on us to figure that out. It's yeah. on us to, you know, yeah. ask for help or yeah. or move things around so that we can we can do that and yeah. and enjoy our time. Yeah, definitely. That comes down to self-awareness, doesn't it? We need to be mm-hmm. aware of ourselves and we need to be aware of where we're spending our time. When I say putting ourselves first, actually, that actually makes me feel quite uncomfortable saying it because I'm not used to, I'm not used to doing that. But even just having a think about the things that you value, the things that you like to do and try to introduce some of those things Mm -hmm. into your routine. You know, there's lots of little things that we can do to become a bit more self-aware, ask ourselves some better questions around what we value, embrace the things that we're really good at and maybe do them a bit more. So we have this we're building our self-belief, we're building our confidence because yeah. all of that yeah. is going to impact, positively impact our life and it's going to help us, which means if we feel better, we're going to have more to to give and, and to help others, sure. right? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think also um, on that, that note, one thing that mums especially seem to do when they when they, you know, put themselves completely on the back burner, give up their hobbies, give up the things that they value, give up their joys. And it feels like they're doing the right thing. But then I'll often say to them, or you know, if they have a little girl, mm-hmm. what example are you setting? Like she mm-hmm. may grow up then and become a mom herself mm-hmm. who thinks that's what she needs to do. That's so if okay. you almost yeah. flip the perspective and say, okay, yeah. What example do you want to set for your kids yes. to show them that it's okay to take care of themselves and that it's okay to put themselves first every once in a while? I find a lot of people when they, they flip that perspective mm-hmm. and it, it becomes ultimately when taking care of yourself is about taking care of your kids, it's a little bit easier to do that. It, it alleviates some of that guilt. Um, yeah. So I find that's a good perspective to have. Yeah. What advice would you give to others? That's it, isn't it? What would, advice yeah. would you give to your child that you could take yeah. on? I love that too. So what are the plans for the future for you? What have you got going on in your life? Your children are very young. So obviously, you, you know, yes. 
you're busy raising them, but you have a wellness accountability coaching community. So tell us a little bit about that. So I would love, I mean, like I, I mentioned, I, I really do that on the side. Um, and sometimes I, I have a lot of guilt uh, associated with that because I can't give as much time to it as I would like, right? I have my, by the time I have my family and the house and the kids and so on and so forth, there's not a lot of time. Uh, and I take on this sort of guilt or, or burden of, you know, these people have put their, their trust in me. They've signed up with me and now maybe mm. they feel like I'm not giving them as much mm. as I should be, uh, which is probably, I think probably all in my head, but, mm. um, I would love to be able to expand that and, and put more energy and more focus onto that. Mm. Um, and maybe expand it beyond just the accountability. Um, I love, I love meal planning and prepping. Um, mm. And so it would be fantastic to sort of design and come up with different tools, whether that be, you know, on the planning side or the prepping side or both, you know, sort of expand into that area would be really fantastic because I think it's also an area that a lot of people, people struggle with uh, yeah. you know, sort of getting themselves set up for the week with their meals and, and how much easier that can make things go when you're, you know, in the busyness of the week. So I would really just ultimately like to, um, to expand that. Um, I'm the type of person I'm kind of like in this weird middle zone when it comes to whether or not I would want to own, you know, leave my government job and, and have my own business. There's days where part of me is like, yes, I want to, I want to have my own business. I want to work for myself. I want to have that freedom. But then there's also this very risk averse per part of me that's like, you know, you have a secure, stable job, mm. you should do that. And so I find I'm always in this weird, uh, mm. this weird limbo. So I don't know that I actually have an answer to that question in that sense of the future. I think it's one of those things that I'm going to have to see how it plays out. And uh, again, one of those things you can have it all just not at the same time, as the kids get a little bit older, it might be a little bit easier to, you know, spend mm. just like 10, 15 more minutes a day, you know, mm. over time that that can add up. So that's mm. uh that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking, because I just really, uh, for me, when it comes to like, you know, going back to, to mothers taking time for things that they're passionate about, or that they value or find joy in for mm -hmm. me, um, that is taking the time, you know, for my, my daily workout. It's, uh, more so for my mental health above all things. That's, that's the main, the main, main reason, uh, has such a big impact on my mood. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I really like to help others get to the point where they they feel the same where it's not the yeah. I have to yeah. work out it's the like oh hey I need this workout to yeah. to release some stress or to to improve my mood and so yeah. I uh I really just I enjoy I enjoy it when people get to that point and yeah and uh so I'd love to keep doing that I love that I love the meal prep stuff I'll be on your case about that because I don't do yes that. please do <laughs> I don't do that and it's one of those things to be fair that when it's school pickup time, then I'm thinking there's food in the fridge in the cupboards, but then I'm thinking, right, what am I going to do with some, it? Yeah. It's then I'm thinking, what am I going to yeah. do? And that's another, it's not a stress. It's something, you know, we all need to eat, but it's something else to be thinking about. Whereas yeah. I could yeah. free that mental space of, right, what am exactly. I going to do now and have that prepped before. So I love the sound of yeah. that. Yeah. My, uh, it's funny, my husband last weekend, I think I was doing my so I have a very specific process that I follow for my planning and then my grocery list and my groceries and my prep. It's all very systematic. I'm trying to find a way to, you know, make that a thing. Right. Um, and so my husband goes, do you not like 
find that that takes way more time. Like you, you spend half hour at the kitchen table, you know, making all of these lists. And I just don't understand how that <laughs> saves you time. And I'm like, well, not only does it save me time, it saves us money because yeah. when I go to the grocery store, yeah. I know what I'm eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all week. It's all there. And that's all yeah. I'm buying. I'm not just winging it and like, oh, here's some broccoli. Here's some asparagus yeah. that's all going to rot in the fridge. I'm only buying the produce that I know I need for the meals I've planned. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what, what grocery prices are like over They're there, but up. things have gotten so expensive. Yeah. And so the less waste, the better. Um, yeah. So I find, you know, there's so many benefits beyond just freeing up that mental space. It can help with saving money. Yeah. Um, it can help, you know, make you more, help you make more nutritious choices. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got your snacks and your lunches sort of planned and prepped in the fridge, you're, you're more yeah. likely to grab that than a bag of chips. Most of the time, not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I, I still grab that bag of chips. Chips. Yeah. I think that's yeah. great. So do you have, you have your containers, everything's in the fridge, ready to go. You spend yeah. a day. Do you, what would you spend like a day cooking? Well, or? A couple hours. Uh, like it used to take me a lot longer. I've really I've really sort of come up with a process, but, um, I'll, you know, I'll Saturday mornings while I have my coffee, I'll, I'll make my meal plan for the week and then I'll go back through it and check what I have in the fridge and sort of figure out what I need for groceries. Then I make a list of what I need to prep. And so then on Sundays while I'm having my coffee and the kids are having breakfast, I'll just cook as much as I can, uh, especially for breakfasts and lunches. And I go ahead and I wash and cut, um, all the produce so that when it comes time to making dinner during the week, I just have to cook it. I don't need to, you know? Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I have containers for everything and, um, it really just helps, helps streamline the process a little. Oh, that brings me goosebumps because that's really organized. (laughs) I love organization. So that makes me feel really good. I have a, I have a, I'm very obsessed with, uh, with organization sometimes to a fault. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Megan, it's been so lovely chatting to you. If people want to hear more about your if people want to hear more about your accountability coaching, um, how can they get hold of you? Is it Instagram? Instagram is the best. Yeah. Um, and I often, uh, in my posts or my stories, I do cover a lot of meal prep. I try to come up with a tip, uh, for planning or prep every week or two. So that's Brilliant. on there as well. Uh, if you want to check that out, but yeah, that's the, that's the best way to, to get a hold of me. Fantastic. Well, what I'll do, I'll make sure I link through to your Instagram page, um, so that people can, can grab, get hold of you there. Um, and follow you and I just want to say thanks for being really inspiring thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing some of your tips and tricks with us um, and just being really authentic um, and natural to who you are thank you so much for having me this is uh, this has been great and uh, if you are a mom listening go do something for yourself it's not selfish there we go (laughs) it's good selfish (laughs) good selfish we love a bit of good selfish take care Megan and thanks for listening everyone thank you you too see you soon bye bye look for the positives discover your strengths and don't give up